Who made a potato salad? This motherfucker. Oh, oh shit. Why? Huh? Why, nigga? Huh? You don't walk into a fast food restaurant and ask who's on fries, do you? Huh? No, you roll know. up in the Roscoe's and ask who's grilling the motherfucking waffles? Huh? No, 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 you don't. So why does it matter who made the damn potato salad? It, 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 it don't really matter. Exactly my point. Now scoop some up on your punk ass plate and shut the fuck up. Scoop it, scoop it, scoop it, nigga. Scoop, scoop, nigga. Eat it all. Look at the scoop right here. He didn't mean it, Mookie. There's another scoop. That's two, oh, that's two scoops. No, he didn't mean it. There's nothing wrong with your potato salad. Yeah. Your potato salad is dry. Yeah, like the desert. Like the desert. Dry. For the people who work and play, doing it every day. This is how we need to be. We do it a lot, blowing the spot that is showing and prove we're rapid. Marauding past the blue moon, hit you with the ill tune. Ass cheeks move with the help of my jacket bloom. Insert the veteran who consecutively come with shit yet again. On the dance floor, chicks get horny, hoping that they all move on me. Do it hard for the love of the game. Pull your card and I'm asking your name, bitch. JDB champion, tip beat stallion, defining your chick as companion. In. My rhyme and it's sticking in. You're hating and the shit is so sickening. Picasso original, you know. You for gazy and this shit amaze me. Sharpen your contrast and put a little color in it. Hide to find your screen and put this brother in it. Coming at you live in the Do-Rag Dungeon, I'm your host, that boy Coop, back with another regular-ass episode of the Carolina Kid Podcast Rewired. This episode is brought to you by Ashy Ankles and Spella Emerybacks. <laughs> Subscribe to the Rat Intelligence anywhere podcasts are downloaded. Follow on the Rod and Karen Dodger. Leave a nice five-star review on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, and I'll read it on the show. Also, leave me a voice message through the podcast host site, Anchor, and I'll add it to the show. Nigga, it's a new week. It's a new time. Still Black History Month, nigga, but um, <clears throat> it is so much shit. When I say so much shit that has happened between my little break, you know, I should have dropped shit on Monday. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna get better with dropping shit every week because I used to have a good pattern, you know, and I was dropping shit every Monday, and then you know you hear a musicology episode on Wednesday and. You know, sometimes you might even get an episode review here and there for stream things. But I, you know what? <clears throat> it's going to get better. <laughs> it's going to get better. So, you know what? Um, Let's just let's just do the condolences, man. Let's just start with our condolences, man. Like, like Marty Schottenheimer, um, Coach Marty Schottenheimer, um, formerly coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, the San Diego Chargers, like, just a great fucking coach, bro. He won 200 regular season games before NFL teams. Thanks to his quote-unquote Marty Ball brand of Smash Mouth football. I remember he said, Power O. <laughs> he was like, I am just a Power O guy. Like, he just ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball. That's how, that's how Christian Okoye became such a fucking marvel. The Nigerian nightmare, if y'all remember. If any of y'all are even familiar. He always would run the ball. It would be that's why Ladanian Thomason's a Hall of Famer. I mean, it's just like that style of football was 
his go-to, and he won so much. He was the type of guy that would always get you to the playoffs, but he wouldn't quite get you to the Super Bowl. That's the that's the thing, Lamarty. You know, it has always been that thing. Like he would he would get you to the playoffs. You might win a playoff game or two, but you'll never make it to the Super Bowl. That was just that was typically his his situation. Um, so Schottenheimer died Monday night in Charlotte, North Carolina. His family said through Bob Moore, a former Kansas City Chiefs publicist. Uh, he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease in 2014. He was moved to a hospice on January 30th. So Schottenheimer was the eighth winningest coach in NFL history. He went 200-126-1 and in 21 seasons with the Browns, Chiefs, Washington um, football team, and Chargers. So Hey, man, he was out here. I remember he t- had that speech. He was like, there's a gleam. Like, that motherfucker. I was like, damn, the gleam is gone. Shit. Damn. Shit was rough. But, um, yeah, like, Marty Marty Schottenheimer. Like, that that dude. He is that dude. Like, I know some of y'all people that's listening to this don't know shit about football or anything. But, Marty, just know that Marty was that fucking dude, bro. <laughs> Marty was out chill. Okay. um, Out chill. Just just killing it like killing it like he always had a, a signature running back that was fucking shit up in the best way like and, and he just always was a winner so um i could have started off on a slight diatribe and whatnot um but i said fuck it i'm jumping right into this shit so silent toe charge with murder <laughs> y'all like damn you're going straight to the fuckery hell yeah we're going straight to the fuckery silent toe <laughs> rapper silent toe charged with murder and cousin shooting death rapper silento known for his hit song and viral dance craze watch me whip watch me nay nay was arrested monday in dekalb county and charged with murder in the death of his cousin authority said what <laughs> wait wait this nigga killed his cousin it's like a roots album and then you shoot your cousin <laughs> ricky lamar hawk 23 is accused of shooting 34 year old frederick rooks Wait a minute, this nigga is named Ricky Hawk? Hmm? This, this nigga named Ricky Hawk? What? Okay, anyway. Multiple times outside of home in Panthersville area last month. Atlanta niggas. Hawk was booked into the, the cab jail Monday night and is being held without bond. And single murder charge. Jail record show. So it's, it's, a, it's a single murder charge, Silento. Little was known about Rooks' slaying when his body was discovered January 21st in the middle of a road. Nigga, you didn't even, like, move the nigga. Like, it just is in the middle of the road. Like, yep, he dead, bye. What? <laughs> That's how you know that nigga didn't give a fuck. He just left the nigga in the middle of the road. He was like, uh, there you go, nigga. <laughs> Boop, dead. <laughs> like, shit. Um, <clears throat> however, after a thorough investigation, <laughs> a thorough investigation, BKPD detectives um identified hawks at hawk as rook's cousin and the person responsible for rook's murder damn silento <laughs> guess you can't whip nay nay in prison they gonna get your ass the cab prison spokeswoman michaela vincent said investigators are still working to uncover the motive for the shooting Ch- chanel hudson um, <clears throat> who identify herself as Hawk's publicist is asking for prayer for the rapper and his family. She described Hawk as a beautiful soul. 
I mean, if you want to say beautiful is killing your, your, your fucking cousin, I mean, <laughs> I, I guess. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. Damn. Damn. They go deeper into it, but I'm like, nigga, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> why do I need? No. Silent though. I remember, I remember somebody on Twitter, one of my Twitter followers was like, yeah, so um, wasn't Salato the nigga that leaked this booty hole prolapsed? I was like, see, this is why I don't like Twitter no more. <laughs> this is why I got to log off. I love Twitter, but damn, I got to log off sometimes. Y'all niggas is wilder, but yes, that was true, unfortunately. Oh, my God. Yes, the fact that that is true and the fact that that is information that was brought to me, I want to slap myself. Good night. <laughs> slap myself. Good night. <laughs> Um, so, in the midst of just a sea of fuckery, Lil Uzi Vert implants a diamond inside his head. Yeah, I said it, and I got like a red diamond in my notes, <laughs> in my show notes. <laughs> it's a red diamond. It really does look like that. Like, it's like what? What, what the hell? So, according to Stereo Gum, um, <clears throat> there's an article here. Lil Uzi Vert's jeweler explains how that diamond was secured to his forehead. Oh, my God. In case you somehow missed it, last week... <laughs> I can't even read this with a straight face. <laughs> In case you somehow missed it, last week, news broke that Lil Uzi Vert got a $24 million diamond implanted in his forehead. Because why not? <laughs> because nigga. Because nigga. What? $24 million? Nigga. I wouldn't even be able to afford a one thousand dollar diamond. I got, hey, I gotta have the cloudiest fucking diamond. The shit got all the conflict in it. <laughs> like, what, what am I gonna do? What, what am I gonna do? Twenty four million dollars? This, this nigga just spent his whole advance. Like, I know this nigga spent his whole advance. His record company, like, well, <laughs> that's gonna be good when we reneging. <laughs> we gonna have to renege on your ass. <laughs> All that record company money ain't really money, man. It's credit. It's credit. You got to pay that shit back. Anyway, Uzi spent years paying off the diamond. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He spent years paying off a $24 million diamond. So he's been doing this for years? What? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And finally, he reached his goal and had it surgically incorporated into his body. Comparisons to the Marvel character vision were quick to follow. You can't make this shit up. Perhaps you spent some time thinking about Uzi's new third eye. You can call it that. Perhaps you really stayed awake at night wondering how in the hell such a thing is possible. Yes. Well, good news for you. Rolling Stone put together a little interview with Uzi's jeweler explaining exactly how this all came about. The magazine interviewed Simon Babayev. Baba, Baba F? I'm going to say Baba F. Of Elian and Co. <clears throat> Probably a Russian Jewish man. Um, because, unfortunately, that is a stereotype. But please don't, please don't, please don't smite me. But honestly, there are a lot of Jewish people in the Diamond District of New York. So, watch Uncut Gems, you know what I mean. Who specialize in custom celebrity jewelry? Among Baba F re re revelations, the company didn't think Uzi was serious at first. His implant is just as safe as any other piercing. And they crafted a specific mounting made with precious metals that differentiates the process from a standard piercing, which would be done with stainless steel or surgical grade steel. A, paint, a parting th from 
Babiev is that Uzi's diamond makes him a trendsetter. Nigga, <laughs> that ain't no trend I want. I don't want to be on that trend. What? <laughs> Have a diamond in my head look like vision for the rest of my life? I don't know, man. Like, oh, the thing glisten at night. Like, <laughs> nigga, you got a diamond in your head. What? What is wrong with you? All right, anyway, perhaps Uzi will become a trendsetter yet again. The same week he debuted his new pink headpiece, noted sane person Grimes suggested that they both get brain chips embedded. Because, <laughs> I mean, you might as well add the cherry on top. This dovetailed with Elon Musk talking up his new endeavor, Neuralink, <clears throat> which allows monkeys to play video games with each other and or is like a Fitbit in your skull with tiny wires that go into your brain. Nigga, I am not inserting a damn thing into my brain like that. I met a nigga back in the day who had a chip in his wrist. Okay, that shit fucking bugged the fuck out of me. Okay, and when I mean back in the day, it's really like two years ago. So this <laughs> is like, hmm. Nigga had a chip in his wrist. I was wilding, bro. I was like, nigga, what? <laughs> he was like, yeah, I can charge my phone. What the fuck? <laughs> shit is weird, man. I'm telling you, shit is odd. It's weird. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Nope, don't need it. Uzi, have fun with that. Have fun with that. <laughs> have, fun. Have, have fun. Have fun. I don't even know no more. Like, this shit, this shit is so ridiculous. You just got to sit and ponder, like, how? How in the nigga can you do this? How in all niggadom could you conjure such a fuck-ass way to do things? I, I just don't know. I'm trying. I need help. <laughs> I need to understand. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. Gets better. And I know all of you have known this. Like, y'all probably want to hear what I say on this. But <laughs> woman puts Gorilla Glue on her head and has to go to the ER. Yes, Gorilla Glue. Not not in the freeze. Not, not a little freeze glue you put on your hair. Just keep your edges straight. No, Gorilla Glue. <laughs> like, nigga, Gorilla Glue is like the, the strongest adhesive. It's like the most permanent of permanent glues. Like, bitch, what are you doing? Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Straight from the root, because I need I need black woman. I need a black woman to explain this for me. <clears throat> woman who used Gorilla Glue Spray to style her hair gives update on her condition. Says removal could take 20 hours. Stiff where? Stiff here. <laughs> Still stiff here. Much like the relationship between black women and our hair, the situation involving our good sis Tessica Brown, aka Gorilla Glue Girl, as she's been unofficially dubbed on social media, and her horrendous hair catastrophe that went viral last week has also increased in complexity. Ah, shit, I don't even know, man. What the fuck? Last week, we told you about Brown's unfortunate circumstance involving her hair and the permanent, not meant for hair, adhesive Gorilla Glue spray. <laughs> if you somehow missed this story allow me to sum it up for you with the simplest way i can essentially miss brand ran out of one hair product and thought that they could completely just basically she thought she could get a completely different product and ultimately give her the same effect the good news it did the bad news the product she used wasn't made for hair like at all <laughs> due to that fact brown has consequently been struck with the same hairstyle for about a month now with the rest of the Twitterverse now heavily investing in her journey to find a resolution. Well, today it looks like we've got an update. Um, via Brown's TikTok, the reportedly 40-year-old Louisiana, Louisiana teacher apparently went to the hospital over the weekend to see what, if anything, 
<laughs> now I sound Jamaican. <laughs> if anything, it could be done about her hair. <clears throat> Pictures posted on her official Instagram, which now has amassed over 600,000 followers, for all the wrong reasons, show, <laughs> show Brown laying on a hospital bed with remnants of what appear to be cotton swabs still stuck in her hair, arguably implying that whatever treatment the hospital staff tried to give her unfortunately did not work. Speaking of Kiss 92.5 FM's Rose and Mocha, <clears throat> the Brown uh, the Brown recounted the Brown. Wait a minute. Brown recounted her painful experience saying, "When I got to the emergency room, <laughs> I can't. My New Orleans accent be sound of Jamaican. <laughs> when I get to the bed, <laughs> when I get to the bed, the nail polish removes remove a saline water." <laughs> And they started back with the with the back because I told her <laughs> it was that much spray in the back <laughs> in the bike. <laughs> That's Florida. Bike is Florida. Let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. When she the healthcare worker started, it started to burn. She took the saline water and tried to cool it off. It burned so bad that my heart started beating too fast. God damn, that shit sound like a heart attack. What? Yo, let me read that again. It burned so bad that my heart started beating too fast. She told me it looked like she could do it, but it's going to take at least 20 hours. <laughs> Shit. I also asked them, can I go home? At least I'll be home and be comfortable instead of laying in a hospital bed trying to get it all out. So that's what she did. Brown's sister eventually tried to use the acetone wipes and saline water to get rid of the glue, but the pain was too excruciating for either of them to continue. Shit. I mean, it's acetone and it's fucking saline. Like, the saline is, is it, it, saline ain't nothing but like medical water. You know, that shit, medical water. <laughs> but shit. Since the original video surfaced, Brown has set up a GoFundMe and there have been talks of her exploring her legal options since Gorilla Glue doesn't specifically warn against her hair usage. Gorilla Glue has also issued an official statement <gasps> regarding Brown's conundrum, as well as the fact that its label clearly, <clears throat> clearly warns against the usage on skin, clothing, or eyes, likely never guessing they need to add hair to that list, and posted it to social media saying in a tweet, we are very sorry to hear about the unfortunate incident that Miss Brown experienced during our spray adhesive, or using our spray adhesive on her hair. We are glad to see in her recent video that Miss Brown has received medical treatment from her local medical facility and wish her the best. Nigga, y'all just said pat pat, hope you do okay. Like, <laughs> and and this, this ain't good. Like, I, I think she's actually suing right now, but I'm like, I don't think that's gonna do well. Like. It's probably gonna force them to put like hair on that list, and yeah, yeah, like I, I don't know. Um, I do not know. Like, and, and 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 what's funny is like the doctors trying to get the shit out. I'm like, first of all, you need a black doctor to know about black hair <laughs> to be like, yep, this how that shit work. Like, we gonna, we gonna have to fix it. We gonna have to fix it, baby. We gonna, baby, we gonna have to fix it. No, we gonna have to fix it. I don't know what you're cheering and baby do no. <laughs> I have the worst New Orleans accent. I be trying it. A nigga be trying. <laughs> nigga, that's the toughest accent. All right, so um, I'm just gonna be real with y'all. It's just gonna be nothing but sports from here. So if 
you fucking with it, stay on. If you're not, move on. And at this point, I will take a break because this shit is going to get real. <laughs> like real, real, bro. <laughs> really fucking real. So um, I'll talk to y'all in a bit. ejected after LeBron James confronts unmasked courtside Karen. Yes, I told y'all niggas I'm gonna be doing sports for the rest of this episode. You might as well just go on, like, <laughs> buckle up, nigga, because <laughs> this is the most fuckery-laden one. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, so, four fans were ejected from the Los Angeles Lakers game in Atlanta against the hometown Hawks on Monday night after a confrontation involving LeBron James. One of the fans, Juliana Carlos, or is it Juliana Carlos? I don't know. Posted to Instagram explaining that she and her husband, Chris, had argued with James during the Lakers' victory over the over the Hawks. Security then removed the couple and two others in their party from the arena. In one video, Carlos is seen with her mask pulled down, saying, "Don't talk to my husband like that." To James, <laughs> someone can be heard telling her to put on a mask. A requirement for fans attending the games in this NBA season. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, it, it, it should be standard procedure at this point, but Cameron's don't give a fuck. You know what? Fuck it. Let's get the audio, because this be the shit that want to make you slap a nigga in the face. <laughs> they was they were bugging big time. Let's see. Hold up. I want the volume all the way up on this shit. Negative of the Cavaliers that set LeBron off in Cleveland. This lady. Wow. Well, she's pointing like that one meme with the lady. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Now we quote memes? We, we, we quote memes? But yeah, like, you could just hear like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Here we go. <laughs> oh, yeah, goes. But um, Carlos went into further details on Instagram. So I'm minding my own business. And Chris has been a Hawks fan forever he's been watching the games for 10 years whatever he has the issue with lebron i whatever whatever he has the issue with lebron i don't have an issue with lebron i don't give a fuck about lebron <laughs> bitch that's where you fucked up <laughs> see when you say i don't give a fuck about lebron that's when you <laughs> this is when people should not <laughs> in moments when i should shut the fuck up <laughs> this is one of those moments <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> Oh man, it was like, it was like LeBron and that fan were like in an argument, right? And the wife was like, hey, so um, don't talk to my man that way. <laughs> you know what? You know, fuck you, LeBron. <laughs> you know, just like, and, and of course you're going to be like, yeah, when I'm Latina, I'm like, but you white though. <laughs> but you white though. <laughs> you're still a Karen. She'd be like, I'm not a Karen. I'm not a Karen. But there are lighter skinned Latinas and Latinos that are 
white passing okay they are still white this is why when you check the box on like for ethnicity you can still check hispanic and you can still check white for your race <laughs> so don't be don't don't get up in here with that shit. I'm, I'm hispanic okay okay <laughs> but um ah son of a bitch so anyway i'm minding my own business this is what lebron said Anyway, I'm minding my own business, having fun. All of a sudden, LeBron says something to my husband. Oh, no, this is her. Shit, shit, shit. Okay. Um. Anyway, I'm minding my own business, having fun. All of a sudden, LeBron says something to my husband. And I see this, and st I stand up, and I go, Don't fucking talk to my husband. And he <laughs> looks at me and goes, Sit the fuck down, bitch. <laughs> Hey, you know what? I'm just going to throw that one in the Black History Month because, nigga, it's Black History Month. Fuck y'all. <laughs> just, just fuck you. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. So, the Athletic Review footage of the incident and could not hear James using the word bitch, although he did appear to call Carlos's husband old steroid ass. <laughs> hey, man, if y'all looked at the picture of this motherfucker, he would be, he looked like he take Viagra pills every day just to stay with his wife. Like, I, I just like, I, he is about 50 something years old like but no no i take that back he's not 50 something he's probably about 60 he's probably about 60 i'll give him 60 he's about 60 years old but he looks like ed like th there's a strong 60 and then there's a ed 60 he is a ed 60 what i mean the ed 60 erectile dysfunction 60 <laughs> the i gotta keep it up with something else to 60 <laughs> And his wife is at least my age. Like, it, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like, nigga was like, shit your ass down. Like, when you in the game, like, you, you, doing, you doing big teams, man. But um, after the game, James tweeted about the incident and said, hashtag, oh, no, no, courtside Karen was mad, mad. <laughs> LeBron, LeBron don't give a fuck. He don't give a fuck. He also addressed the issue in a post-game press conference where he said he did not believe the couple and the party should have been kicked out of the arena. At the end of the day, I'm fine. I'm 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 happy fans are back in the building, he said. I miss that interaction. I need that interaction. We as players need that interaction. I don't feel like it was warranted to be kicked out. I mean, a lot of them like that rambunctious shit, you know, just niggas yelling in their face. Like, here's the thing. I just hope no nobody call me nigga, 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 like Jackie Robinson story. You know, I'm I'm just hey, they would say nigga as if it was a damn chant. If it was a cadence, nigga, 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 nigga. Like it was it was it was that bad. Now as long as you don't call me no nigga, I'm that's how that's how a lot of athletes feel like as long as you don't call me no nigga, man, you know, you know, uh porch monkey or no, you know, jigaboo or nothing like that. Like I'm cool. But uh yeah, I guess that's how that nigga gets his energy off the off the anger. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I don't know. They might have had a couple drinks, maybe he said, and they could have probably kept it going during the game, and the game wouldn't have been about the game no more. So I think referees did what they had to do. Um, none of the NBA's 30 teams are allowing fans into games in a limited capacity. The Hawks will fill their arena up to about 8% of its 16,600 capacity during games this season. Shit. <laughs> you can have that. Um, I'm not going to no games. <laughs> nowhere. No time soon. Y'all tripping. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I feel like everyone who has been to any major sporting event during the pandemic is a bold individual that probably needs to get checked 
immediately once they get back they need to put a swab up their damn nose or tickle their brains because <laughs> it's the only way <laughs> that you're gonna know that you ain't got shit okay <laughs> okay like what the fuck what the fuck we doing like so let's talk about a wild ass trade that happened like a week ago so matthew stafford and jared goff um that trade was absolutely rambunctious <laughs> so um the Los Angeles Rams reportedly agreed on Saturday to pay a premium to acquire Matthew Stafford from the Detroit Lions, but at least three other teams were prepared to do the same. Hours after reports indicated that several others sought to trade for the 12-year-old veteran, NFL Network's Ian Rappaport reports that at least three clubs actually made offers from Stafford, and every one of them included the first-round draft pick plus more. Those teams, per Rappaport, the Chicago Bears, Denver Broncos, and my team, the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> the reported trade offers go even further. As Sports Illustrated's Albert Breer wrote, um, the Panthers actually offered the number eight overall pick in order to acquire Stafford. Their proposal also came with a later pick. Washington offered the number 19 overall pick with a third round pick. The Colts offered a package of picks but never offered their first round pick because it was like, no, nah, I don't think that nigga. <laughs> it's like, well, I, don't, I don't know about that nigga. Like, mm. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Matthew Stafford is getting up there. He's been injured every single year. I don't think he got that long. I think he got about two, three years left. And <laughs> he's going to get you to the Super Bowl. There's no guarantee in that. I don't, I don't even know if he's going to get us to the playoffs. He's only been to the playoffs once in his whole career. And he never won a playoff game. So there's that. Do I think they got robbed in that playoff game against the Cowboys? <laughs> maybe so. Um, <laughs> just being real, maybe so. Um, <clears throat> the Bears and Jets keep tabs on Stafford, or kept tabs on Stafford, but the Jets never made an offer. The New England Patriots were willing to offer a second-round pick and a player, but Stafford didn't want to play in New England. That was his only team that he said he was never going to play in because I think he knows something about Bill, Bill Belichick. And he's like, no, I ain't doing that shit. Fuck that. <laughs> and I'm with you, Matthew, because goodness gracious, man. Like, you've been in Detroit this long. I'm Detroit is doing you a solid by getting your ass out of there, bro. Now, Jared Goff, it ain't so it ain't so good for you. It ain't sunshines and rainbows no more for your ass. You were dealing with sunshines and rainbows for the past at least three to four years, and now your ass is already your ass is going to the Thunderdome. Okay, that's you. You going to the doom and gloom of Detroit, where it rains every day. All your franchises have been trashed for quite some time. It's, it's just it's like, bruh, like it. It is violent as fuck in that motherfucker. Like Detroit is getting better, but let's be real. Let's be real, y'all. <laughs> it's Detroit. It's Detroit. Shout out to my folks from Detroit. Y'all some real niggas, but let's be honest. None of them teams have won anything in quite some time. <laughs> okay. I remember the Detroit Tigers going to the World Series like a decade ago. Maybe. Not sure. But anyway, um <clears throat> So in total, um in total. According to Rappaport, the Lions had more than six formal trade offers from Stafford, who was the number one pick in the 2009 draft. But Chicago, Carolina, and Denver were among a handful of teams outside of the Rams who made the most aggressive plays for the veteran QB. 
The Indianapolis Colts, San Francisco 49ers, and the Washington football team were also in the mix, as NBC Sports Peter King reported previously, but may or may not have offered first-round picks for Stafford. Um, so, hey, hey, bro, like, I, I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> while Stafford now locked into Los Angeles, where he represents a clear upgrade over fellow former number one um, pick and new Lions QB, Jared Goff, the fact is that the Bears, Broncos, and Panthers reportedly all made legitimate attempts to acquire him speak to their respective desires for new signal callers. Hey, man, Teddy Bridgewater is shitty. <laughs> I'm just gonna be real with y'all, man. The system we got going on, it, it, it ain't, it ain't like New Orleans, bro. This nigga is trash. <laughs> help, send help, help, send niggas. Okay. Chicago's first, first former rounder, or uh, former first rounder. Damn it, former first rounder <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky is set to hit free agency in March, and he's gonna be good riddance in 2020. <laughs> Uh, 2021 um so 2020 acquisition nick Foles appears destined for an expensive backup role the broncos have publicly supported former second rounder drew lock through his 2020 decline and has seemingly reignited the team's hunt for a long-term answer as long as john elway is the president of that team y'all not gonna get a good quarterback that man has the worst taste in picking a quarterback it's funny how a quarterback a former quarterback don't know how to pick a damn quarterback I don't know no more. He just want niggas just like John Elway, but are absolutely nowhere near it. It's, it's crazy. So, <clears throat> and the Panthers, despite signing Teddy Bridgewater to a lucrative three-year deal prior to 2020, have openly hinted at seeking a more reliable, higher upside replacement this offseason. Hell yeah. <laughs> you think we ain't going to look for it in the draft? We going. We, go, we going. We going. We going. We going. We going. <laughs> Five and eleven twice in a row is not. That's not the way, bro. That, that's not the way. Like the last time, <laughs> like the last time we had a winning season was 2017, bro. And um, I'm gonna be real with you. That was Cam Newton. That was Greg Olson. That was Luke Kuechly. That was the the, the last, like the last little pieces of what was great in Carolina in that Cam Newton era. We need to create a new era with somebody you can actually get behind because Teddy Bridgewater is a backup at best right now. Like I used to think that he was gonna be that 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 um kind of Drew Brees esque kind of like short passing guy and 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 be very accurate. And um when it comes to clutch ability, that man is not the answer. Okay, like this nigga <laughs> This nigga at the end of every game, bro. He he's sitting here like well, oops, I guess we can do it next week. Guess we couldn't win. <laughs> it's like, he's just like, oh, well. <laughs> like, no, you can't just, oh, well, at the end of every damn game, bro. So, hey, I'm, I'm just saying, real shit, real nigga shit, real, real, real nigga shit. <laughs> like, nah. So, um, congrats to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for winning the Super Bowl. Um, I, on the low, would say, fuck them. <laughs> Let's be real. I, I, I on the low would say fuck them because I'm the type of person that doesn't give a fuck about them niggas. <laughs> I cannot stand their asses. I do not like Tampa Bay. I do not like Tampa Bay. <laughs> I am a Panthers fan. They are a sworn enemy. Okay. 
anybody who is in the NFC South that is a threat, a threat. I don't like y'all motherfuckers. Okay, Atlanta Falcons, they, they, they beat themselves. It's all good. <sighs> New Orleans Saints, they've been kicking our ass left and right, up and down, sideways, every corner, every damn day. <laughs> it's like, shit. And then Tom Brady. Oh, Tom Brady wants to go to Tampa Bay. Well, I'll be a fucking bitch in a handbag. <laughs> so the nigga was like, um, yeah, you know, um, I'm going to just flex. We jitting and shit. Like, we, we, we feel jitty shit. <laughs> we come over to Tampa Bay. We jitty. <laughs> like, like damn Tom you already speaking like you from the 813 <laughs> um but hey this article is what drew me to how awesome this particular team the 2020 Tampa Bay Bucks um you don't have to choose between excellence and diversity Bucks praise for inclusive coaching staff it's this false choice that is presented often that you can either have diversity or you can go for excellence. We've been just seen, or we've just seen that that's not the case. Tampa, Florida, what the Bucks accomplished on the field Sunday night was nothing short of historic. And as they took on football's biggest stage, social media heaped on the praise, not just for the players, but for the team's diverse. Coaching staff. First of all, I want to change that word diverse. I don't like using it. Okay. I, I don't I don't like diversity. I like the word inclusion. I like that you would have an inclusive coaching staff because he has women on his coaching staff, because he has black people on his coaching staff. Okay. You're you okay, so you talk about racial inequality, systematic injustice, the fact that they have allowed Bruce Arians to have a black offensive coordinator, a black defensive coordinator, a black assistant head coach, a black special teams coach says a lot about Bruce, but also a lot about the Glazer family, said Sean King, a former Bucks quarterback who played <clears throat> on the 2003 Super Bowl championship team. Yeah, despite the league being 57% black, it's a rarity. It's a rarity to see this type of diversity at the, okay, inclusion at the top. I'm, every time diversity comes up, I'm just going to try to say inclusion. <laughs> it's this false choice that's presented often. You can either have diversity or you can go with excellence. And it's somehow, that somehow diversity will compromise excellence. Well, we've seen that's just not the case. J.A. Adande said, Adande is an ESPN contributor and runs the sports journalism program at Northwestern University. He holds 10 Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay's Emeralds Morrow, the Bucks, are setting a tone that the rest of the league should be following. You need to send the message that there is a place for African-Americans in this game beyond just on the field, he said. When asked what took the NFL so long to get to this point, Adande said the most benign answer is systematic racism and the alternatives are be believed to be that there aren't qualified African-American female coaches or there is racist and sexist intent. <clears throat> and um, that is the realest shit I've seen. So um, for Adande and King, the hope is owners and the rest of the league will take note and take action to create an equal playing field for those who have talent and the tendency to rise to the top. Bruce Arians was committed to having as diverse or as inclusive 
a hiring process of African-American and women, African-Americans and women on his coaching staff. And yet that commitment didn't keep him or prevent him from having the best staff possible from having a championship caliber coaching staff. They won a fucking championship. Guess what? Guess what? Most of the staff look like me or look like look like you. Uh, uh, any any woman is listening, you know, because honestly, it should be way more women coaching. Way more women coaching. Like, it's women who know football in and out. Right? More than most of us do. And y'all sitting here like, well, you what would she know? Y'all know, she, what would she know? Because y'all are fucking ignorant and don't understand that there's people that have played in actual football leagues that are for women. There are women's football leagues out here. And they love football. They know everything about the game. They'll, they, they study everything. Like, how is it that it's so easy for a white man that has never played the actual game of football but can coach and be a head coach forever and be a quarterback whisperer all types of other shit you know defensive genius like dick lebeau but can't be a head coach if they're a woman or can't be a coordinator if they're a woman or be a special teams coach or, 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 or anything a coordinator of any kind or just on the team as a coach to help players in its essence a coach is a teacher anybody can be a teacher especially if you know the ins and outs of that particular said subject in this case football there's women who know football so there you go <laughs> just like what, what we're doing like what we're doing you, you just gonna keep being on that bullshit we, we just gonna keep being on that bullshit okay like there's plenty of women that know their shit more than most men when it comes to football when it comes to any sports but i guess that's where the discrepancy lies we like it, it's crazy to me that the, the first punter to ever play in like a major fbs team right happened last year that's fucking bullshit to me but i mean hey I'm, I'm just saying i'm just saying i'm just saying so you know what it's been a real ass episode y'all <laughs> been a real ass episode y'all <laughs> with a lot of shit but um as always visit the sire collective website um support a black business devlin carter go to his instagram as well to get all types of updates on drops and and he has shoes for everyone kids women men clothes for everybody dope ass stuff it's high fashion almost like a dapper dance situation it's dope as fuck go to greenwood bank co-founded by killer mike and a few of his partners and as always thank you